Hey friends, hope you had a wonderful Monday. Tonight we are going to be studying the great controversy, the battle between Christ and Satan, an overview of it for our devotional thought this evening. So will you pray with me before we jump into God's word? Dear Lord, now as we open your word, we pray for insight, for your truth to go forth. Convert our hearts, Lord. Expose the enemy's deceptions and give us the courage to walk towards you because you're the one with the strength. In Jesus' name, amen. It was about eight years ago as I was in downtown Orlando. I was driving my car and I had a bumper sticker on the back of my car that was the face of Jesus and he had a thorn or a crown of thorns on with tears in his eyes. And I was at the stoplight and this car pulled up next to me and it was just me and this other car there at a stoplight and he told me to roll my window down. So I did. And he asked me a question. He said, who is he to you? He asked. And as I looked into his eyes, his eyes were bloodshot. His face was discouraged, um, almost as if he was about to give up on everything. That's what it seemed like. And when he asked me this, uh, right before he asked me this even, I was praying to God, asking God to send opportunities to share what he's done for me. And here we go. And so I knew exactly what was going on. I knew God had set up this divine appointment because he cares so much about this guy. And so I simply just started to tell him that what Jesus has done for me. And I told him, I tried being practical by telling him, when you get home, get on your knees. I asked, do you have a Bible? He said, yes, I have a Bible. I said, when you get home, grab your Bible Get on your knees, tell God, Lord, show me who you are, and open it and search for him. You will seek me, you will find me, when you search for me with all your heart, we read in the book of Jeremiah. And so, um, he was just listening intently. I kept looking at the stoplight to see if it would turn green yet, and it was the longest stoplight ever. God held that stoplight. For this witnessing opportunity and I just simply told him my experience and what God has done for me and that's what we're called to do um, in our witnessing our Christian witnessing and you know this you could see in his face that there was this great controversy in his life we see God calling him setting up divine appointments by speaking through Christians the love of God and he gave this guy interest in heavenly things but at the same time, he was wrestling with the darkness in his life, pulling him in the opposite direction. And, you know, if you think back on this past year and a half, I bet you don't like to wear masks and stuff. I sure don't. And But, you know, I'll wear them anyways. But it's been a, a whole year and a half of uncertainty. It's been a year of distraction. And why? Why has this been the case? Is it because of COVID? Is that why? There's indeed someone to blame, and his name's Satan. And today we're going to be looking at Satan's origin. Where did Satan come from? Did God create Satan? And we're going to look at Satan's origin and the great controversy as a whole. So will you turn with me to our first text in Isaiah 14? Isaiah chapter 14. 
This is actually a description of who God really created. God did not create Satan. He created Lucifer, a perfect being. All right, let's see how this change happened. Verse 12 of Isaiah 14, 12 through 15. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. So we see he was created here perfectly. But we see something took place in his heart. He became prideful and he wanted to be over God, his creator. And so turn with me now to Revelation 12. We're going to get a little more detail on what took place in heaven. So Revelation 12, starting in verse 3, give you a couple seconds to get there. You can always pause the video. <laughs> Revelation 12, verse 3 through 5. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Skip to verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Going to verse um, 12. So the great dragon was cast out that serpent of old who is called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God, our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Wow. So we see this narrative here in verse 7 of this war breaking out in heaven between Michael and Michael's angels, fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels. So we see once again um, in harmony with Isaiah 14 and uh, that Lucifer was created perfect. He was an angel in heaven and he became Satan. And we see this Michael here is Jesus and that's a whole nother study. That we don't have time for. And then verse 10 through um, 12. 
is a later period of time we're talking about. And so we see Satan sow discord among the angels. He was spreading rumors and telling the other angels, confusing them, telling them that God was not just, that his laws were not right, that God was selfish, and had his ways that God couldn't be trusted and he only cared about himself. But in reality, um, it's the opposite. We see God is love, and we see that being totally fulfilled at the cross, and we'll talk about that in a second. And you and I, we have been involved in this controversy since the fall of man at the Garden of Eden, where the same adversary, the devil, that serpent of old, was seen spreading lies to Eve. And though we are in this warfare, the battle has already been won. Jesus said, in John 16:33, these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And you know, if you remember the scripture we just read in verse uh, Revelation 12:10, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. Wow. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. It's the righteousness of Christ. The blood of the Lamb is how we overcome Satan. Christ's righteousness in the word of, the te of our testimony from what God has done for us and Colossians 2 15 says and having disarmed authorities and powers he made a show of them openly triumph triumphing over them by the cross wow the true character of God that Satan was accusing in heaven was revealed the true character was revealed when Jesus was crucified on the cross of Calvary the whole universe witnessed this scene as the spotless Lamb of God laid down his sinless life for sinful humanity. He died the death that you and I deserve, and he did this because he loves you so very much. The true nature of sin had been fully revealed at the cross when the creator of the universe was put to death by men under Satan's influence. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Wow. The battle has been won, yet we still see warfares, little battles taking place. But the battle has ultimately been won. We know who's won. We know who is the winner, we know the loser, and there's a winning and losing side. And one day it will be taken care of for good. Um, 
in conclusion all of all of this we know who is won, who is lost you know god has given seventh day adventists a mission to tell the world that jesus is coming again very soon and he wants each of us to be on the winning side with him jesus made the way possible at the cross having triumphed over them he's given us power to overcome and it's through the power of christ that we overcome satan and our job in all this is to place our very lives in his hands by faith would you like to tell Jesus this evening, Lord, I want to be on your side. I am on your side, Lord. Have your way with me. If this is your desire, I invite you to raise your hand where you're at right now. Don't worry about who's sitting next to you on the couch or who's looking. This is between you and God. It's not between you and your family and friends. If you would like to tell Jesus, Lord, I want to be on your side in this great controversy battle. I want to be ready for your second coming. If you want to raise your hand in faith, I invite you to do that right now. Awesome, let's pray together. Oh Lord, how awesome is it that you call us into a personal relationship with you. How awesome is it that we, you want us to be on the winning side and that you are victorious. Lord, I pray for every decision here made, that you would seal these decisions, that you would place a hedge of protection around each person here. Give them strength, Lord, and spiritual nourishment. Feed us and grow us by your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Tomorrow we will be talking about spiritual warfare. I have several stories of some personal stories and others of uh, fellow pastors who have dealt with spiritual warfare. And, and we're going to look at spiritual warfare and some practical tools for when we encounter um, demons in life. So we'll see you tomorrow night. Have a wonderful night. God bless you.